Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. This podcast is brought to you by Steering Products, designers of some of the top-selling Amazon VR and AR accessories like the Historian Aura VR headstand. I'm Rima McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. Are they making them in Oregon now in Astoria? The Astorian? <laughs> what? <laughs> you said what did Astorian. I say? <laughs> oh, <gosh>. My apologies. <laughs> that was, that was, I blame it on the swollen tongue. <laughs> He's got a tongue injury. Well, I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Destiny Wheeler, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. Now, in uh, Adam's absence today, we have a very special guest, Thomas, founder of Zen Republic. Some of you guys might have heard of that. Thomas, tell our listeners about yourself, and for those unfamiliar, what is the Zen Republic? Hello. So first of all, I'm really uh, glad you have me here as a first, I think, international guest on a podcast. So thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure <laughs> being here. And and for me, um, I'm Thomas. I'm VR creator, a pioneer in Lithuania, where, where I'm living, uh, and I'm currently founding a VR metaverse called Zen Republic. So it's going to be, we're going to create a bunch of games that are centered around the, around the lore of Zen Republic and try to create this kind of metaverse. And we're also incorporating some crypto art. So it's going to be a, it is now a VR and crypto metaverse. And now we're working mm-hmm. on our first game, almost finished with the first game, um, VR, a, a VR escape room called Rodent People Origins, which I think... I may speak about more today. So that's for my intro, I guess. I'm just I'm just a creator, a visionary, also music producer, making music for my game. So I just kind of do it all. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel that. If you guys want to check him out, we will have links to the Zen Republic Discord community, as well as his uh, Instagram, I believe. Um, whatever we end up putting, just check out the show notes and description, and I'll say this again at the end of the podcast. Now, if you guys have not already picked up this isn't just a podcast, my my uh, dear listeners. We are actually in VR right now. We are interacting. We're looking at each other. We're making rude hand gestures. If you want in on this action, we are live streaming right now. You can join the live chat over on our YouTube channel, Full Dive Podcast or Full Dive Gaming Podcast. Just look it up on YouTube. Easy to find. It's also in the show notes if you need help. um we will be running this podcast in four sections tonight first we have our regular q a section that's brought to you by our patreon and discord communities awesome groups you should join them second we have a vr gaming news section third we have a games we've been playing section highlighting new vr releases 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 (laughs) or oldies and goodies or just whatever we've been personally enjoying this week lastly we have our discussion section that changes week to week and we felt as appropriate for our guests we would be talking about the future the future of vr esports i'm looking at jay over there uh (laughs) and and crypto economy in vr mmos this is actually i'm i'm particularly i mean vr esports has always been interesting to me i've nearly joined but um, I don't know much about the crypto economy in VR MMOs, so I'm really looking forward to um, prying apart uh, Thomas's brain here and figuring out what that's all about. Last week, though, we covered what can you do with your crush on Valentine's Day in VR. For those of you that you know you were busy that week, you missed it. Now you, you, your girlfriend's like, I'm gonna go or hang out with my other boyfriend if you don't do something with me for Valentine's Day. You, you we got you covered. 
<laughs> so check out last week's podcast to hear all about that. And with that, let's hop into the Q&A. Jay, you have our first question. I sure do. So Haxis asks, why don't developers just come out and make an amazing platformer? Obviously, they're talking about VR. Uh, so if you're not one of us who has the PSVR, you may have missed out on probably the best platformer, period, in VR, Astrobot Rescue Mission. If you have a PS5 and you're playing Astro's Playroom on it, there's a full VR game like that game, and it is incredible on PSVR, but unfortunately on PSVR only. Uh, mm-hmm. it, so that some people have made them. It's still something that hasn't been very well explored, but... What do you, have you guys played Lucky's Tale, Moss? I know there's another couple. I was just about to say, Moss is a generally pretty well-liked, you know, it's not like the most robust game compared to a lot of 2D platformers, you know, it's 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 no uh, Ori and the, the Wisps, or I think that's called, um, it's no Hollow Knight, you know, it, it's not a lot of those fan favorites, but it's still a pretty cool game. So we're getting some platformers. I, I played some Moss, and I thought, actually, more the more I played it, it seemed more like a puzzle game than a platformer. It's true. Yeah, that's what I it's thought kind it of, was. It's kind of in disguise. Like, you think it's a platformer, but you're doing a lot more puzzles than, yeah. than platforming. Still a good game. Uh, perhaps yeah, more. It it's like a chore playing, because if it was a puzzle in VR, I think it would be more rewarding. But you're just kind of moving a 3D character. You're just, you're just the camera. You're just looking from all around. Right. So I think that's... If you have to like be in VR, always think. I think your head starts hurting after a while because you're doing no action. You're just kind of looking. So I think it's just mm-hmm. I just kind of miss the miss the mark. I think I, I played yeah. it. I still enjoy, yeah. but I like played for like half an hour and that was it. I think I thought I was done with it, and I know I'm never coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, if you can like hell, even if you did do a 3D platformer that's mostly a puzzle game, if you had to like in VR kind of assist your the guy moving through this 3d world led by like interacting with the world as only a person in vr can that would have been a cool mechanic right you know just ways to really integrate and make it more immersive and take advantage of the medium you're in besides just 3d immersive visuals yeah moss had a bit but we'll we'll move on moss had a bit of that but it definitely just didn't really feel like you were in it like you did in astrobot and astrobot you felt like you were a character in the world too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. what other questions we got we also have a question from Haxis. He asks us, how would a 2D or 2D and 3D game work in VR? So I'm a little confused by this question. Does he mean 2D like like, like if it was on a regular monitor, it would be like a, a 2D game, not a three-dimensional game, right? Like, like well, sprites so. instead of polygon i've played (laughs) one or two have you played anything 2d on pc though is there even i would say moss kind of gameplay to vr is what 2d games are for 3d (laughs) (laughs) yeah i get what you're saying that is a good point actually Mm -hmm. there there is a game called uh bloody zombies that i've played and it is a side-scrolling brawler game and so the fun thing in vr in VR, the only fun thing about it is you can play with up to three other players on controller on the TV, and then one person's in VR. But really, the only difference in VR versus what they're seeing, instead of just seeing the little TV image, I could like turn my head and look way far ahead either direction in the level, but it was still just a 2D side brawler. So yeah, there's not really much advantage to playing anything 2D. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But like he said, I think I think a game like Moss is kind of like our version of 2D. Like it's not as enveloping and stuff, but it's still it can be fun. Right. Yeah, I, I can't say I can think of many 2D games. In, I mean, that's just such a strange concept in the first. I mean, if you're talking about a 2D game being brought into VR, you're basically at that point just playing like a like a virtual desktop version of a 2D game, right? Where you're just seeing a flat screen image and like, why do you even bother with the headset? Just pull up a real life monitor in that case. Right. Yeah. But maybe you want to have some hot babe bring you a drink <laughs> from the living room yeah. <laughs> while you're playing. <laughs> You can create your own environment for playing the game. Right. Yeah. Oh. All right. Destiny, you have our last question. So this one's from Aqua Run. Oh, wait. Second have... to last. My bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see that one down there. You're right. Okay. So um, they ask, have you ever tried the new VR game that actually, or not actually, that recently came out? It's called Gorilla Tag. It's not the pop or not that popular at the moment, but it deserves to be more popular. It is so fun. It's on SideQuest and Steam. So to be honest, I I feel like I've never heard of this one. Have y'all talked about it before? No, but I luckily mean, our esteemed guest here has played it. Yes. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. I will let him kind of touch on that later. Because I feel like I've heard of it, but at the same time, I feel like I haven't heard of it. It's one of those games. Maybe I might be thinking of, what is that other tag game that we played? Oh, uh, Tower Tag. Yes. Tower yeah, tag. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's where um, I'm getting the... Nothing to do with tag. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't let it trick you. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, like I said, I will let our uh, mm-hmm. guests, let Thomas talk about that later. Yeah. So we'll we'll be covering that in the game section. I know I've seen a lot of footage of this on Reddit, actually. So I have heard of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's it's not. I mean, I'm, I've got it on Steam here. And it's actually pretty positive for a VR game. So. I'm surprised I haven't played it. It's also free to play. So probably by next, if if we've got glowing reviews from Thomas here, you might be, see us talking about it next podcast. For sure. All right. And then for our last question, G. Uh, zero, zero Typhoon asks, do you think custom songs will ever come to Beat Saber PSVR? No. Mm. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For so many reasons, thinking. but the main one being copyright. Exactly. You know, PlayStation won't allow copyright Wishful issues. thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, and Sony's in the music industry too, so it's it would be a double yeah. whammy for them to let that yeah. happen. Right. No, no. Yeah, they they might. At the the best thing you might get is the ability to almost like write a song in the game that, but like with fairly simple tools. And then you can create the level to it that I, they might do something like that. But uh, it's it's like that's just totally a wild theory. Yeah. I mean, it would be All so right. cool. Uh, hear me out. Like you could just kind of make it make those. Um, how do you say those those blocks? Right. You just kind of make up mm-hmm. the song out of them. And just by some machine learning algorithm, it sees the pattern on which you drew and just kind of makes up the song, like whatever. It just <laughs> has like a library of a lot of songs, like a lot of sounds, and it just kind of whatever you blocks you made, it just mm-hmm. makes some random song out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you. That would be rad. Just don't miss notes or it's going to sound terrible. That's the point. You're not going to hear the song. Mm, kind of like a reverse audio surf, if you guys ever remember that game. There is nah. a there is the opposite of that now. Uh, a couple of websites you can now take any song and put it in, and AI will map for you. Yeah. 
And that's a pretty big deal in the custom songs community, though, because now you can, you can play any This is for Beat Saber? Yeah. And supposedly huh. it's pretty good. Uh, the maps actually turn out pretty good. I saw RuneScape Melody. Uh, I'm not, I don't remember which one. I think it was Sea Shanty. <laughs> and the guy was and the guy was with runescape i think it was a mixed reality recording and or like you, i saw him from the third perspective like not yeah, not, right. not from his eyes and he was with runescape armor like the the deep, deep armor <laughs> and he was just blasting away with on the runescape sound i i really dislike beat saber but i mean this this was was kind of kind of a thriller to watch i really enjoyed that one Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's something for everyone in Beat Saber. Right, right. <laughs> this is always true. All right, I'm gonna move us on out of the Q and A and into our news. But first, we want to tell you real quick about this week's new sponsor. This week's spot. This week's news segment is brought to you by. Hopefully, I'll get it right this time. Asterion. <laughs> Asterion <laughs> offers high-quality universal VR headset stands. These things are amazing, guys. They have RGB lighting. They're sleek. They're minimalistic. I've got We've got an example here in VR for those on the YouTube channel. It's a little oversized. It's like half the size of this thing in real life, but you get the general idea. This thing is super cool. If you want a really awesome just vr headstand you want to get your headset out of the box it came in we highly recommend these things um and to sweeten the deal if you plug in the code full dive at excuse me www and i now have the hiccups perfect timing www.asterianproducts.com and you will get five dollars off any order 19.99 or more again that is the code full dive f-u-l-l-d-i-v-e Perfect. Well, Rip, mm-hmm. you can you can go drink some water upside down while I talk about this first hold your news breath. piece. <laughs> yeah, hold your breath. Get scared. There's all the all the, the theories, but I feel like none of them work. Uh, <laughs> so this first news piece, we actually covered it a little bit back in November when rumors first came out. So I'm going to be pretty brief. JVC, you know the company. You have some old camcorder in some basement somewhere that your dad used to record home movies with from JVC. We talked about it in November. They're actually coming out with a VR headset. Well, now, basically, we have some more details about them. So they're working on what they're calling an XR head-mounted displays. They're going to have a 120-degree field of view and a 2.5K per eye resolution. So there's only a few currently on the market that have that high-degree field of view, which is kind of exciting, but there is some major downsides to this headset. So they're saying the refresh rate's only going to be 60 or 72 hertz. So we're talking, like, Quest 1 low here. Mm-hmm. Uh it's only sporting USB 2.0s, so it's already kind of somehow in the past. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And very weirdly, the vertical view is is quoted at 45 degrees, which I don't even know how that's possible. Oof. I, I was like, is there something wrong here in this? Like, it, But when you look at it, it's weird. It looks like a thin headset, but it's supposed to have a really wide field of view. So they're saying it's going to have nice resolution. It's going to have a nice field of view, but you're going to be given some up to try and get this thing. Uh, it, it's very light, too. I mean, it's it's pretty light at 530 grams, but yeah. it's so weird that it's it's got such a thin. It's going to be such a such a short vertical because that's usually in VR right now. The vertical is way bigger. And the horizontal yeah. is way smaller than real life. But this is going to be like the exact opposite. You're going to actually have a little bit of extra field of view width-wise, but you're going to have a very narrow vertical. So I feel mm-hmm. like this is Weird. just, yeah. Come on, JVC. This isn't a camcorder. This is VR. <laughs> I was about to say, it kind of sounds like on par for that company. <laughs> what is like JVC? The is, there, 
is there anything that they're still known for, Rip? Like, are they known in film for anything? Like, I feel like consumer-wise, I don't hear of them all that much. Um, I mean, like, I they're they're popular enough that when you said JVC, I immediately remembered who they were. But I am I'm wondering if they do car stuff. Maybe they make okay. Yeah, they make TVs. Yeah, and I, oh god, their website is horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any website that has like dynamic like stuff happening on screen rather than just simple web pages uh needs a new website designer <laughs> <laughs> but um they they're they're still making stuff is uh the quick and dirty answer that yeah so it's it's actually what i thought so they're making tvs they're making um like the little like audio receivers you see in cars i know i've seen them a oh, lot yeah. there um, so they're around. They're not dead yet. <laughs> they're hanging. And they're on. getting into VR too while they're at it. It's, yeah, it's weird why to not? See the companies, the we, the weird obscure companies that are entering the VR market. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. What do you think, Thomas? Is there is there any JVC electronics in your house? I mean, I I think it's so obsolete those JVC <laughs> things. I mean, I couldn't care one bit about JVC headsets. I mean, yeah. you know? I mean, like the Quest is now now the only one that's relevant for mass mass media mass customers. Mm-hmm. So I think like just hearing about like sixty hertz or whatever, like those low low resolution things. I don't know. I'm just I just I yeah. I can only be bothered when I hear something that is better than Quest Two. I think yeah, at this right. point. Yeah, absolutely. They they got you you have in the VR industry, you kind of have to beat the Quest 2 right now. That's that's the bar to reach, not weird bizarre $1000 headsets that like have some niche features. Like I I mean some of them will sell, but that's not what you should be going for right now. No, for sure. We look forward to it coming out though, as we do most VR things. <laughs> yes. right. moving us on striker vr you guys may have heard of them they've made some commercial vr attractions like spaces nomadic etc um but they have announced that they are working on a vr gun they've raised four million from investors to back their new line of consumer peripherals their first one being this prototype vr gun there's some pictures it actually looks pretty cool um and i i'm not 100% certain on like what the purpose of this is, what the use case is. They don't go into much detail themselves. Obviously, a like a better supported VR gun I'm interested just as someone who's into a lot of VR shooters. They've got a lot of uh, they've they say they've got like a huge cash infusion. They've got they've doubled its staff. There's a lot of people working on this, which is usually not the case for a lot of the VR peripherals, right? They're like either made as like to accompany some game and they're relatively cheap. Or they're made by a smaller, uh, a, a smaller company that like starts off like I don't know on Etsy or something, and then works its way up to, to, to something bigger. <laughs> um, so it'll, you know, that four million from investors. It's not like a crazy amount of money, but it is a lot to get going on the VR business. So whatever they've got going, clearly the investors think it's worth putting that money in, which is a good sign. Um. They say that we have like a few details. Apparently, it's going to have, um, uh, they let's see, D 
Details on the device itself haven't been fully revealed. However, they have shared a first look at the unique industri industrial design the company is aiming for, which appears to include track pads on either side of the foregrip and possibly two additional ca capacitive inputs above the trigger. Um, it also might have some haptic technology, which we've, we're seeing more and more of. You know, the PlayStation really brought that to the forefront on their consoles. So they've got some like newer tech. It's not just going to be a... a like a 3d printed plastic with some ir sensors to make sure it tracks it this is going to be a little more than that which is really cool that's they are going for a sub 500 price point Good. if it's like more than 200 it's it, it's still probably going to enter the realm of enthusiast as opposed to regular purchase um but you know I, I doubt they're going to be able to make it below that price point unless they've they're making a lot of them and they get a lot of lot of sales so what do you guys think does this sound interesting to you a a a fully fleshed out like built for vr shooters controller kind of like the ps excuse me the, the psvr aim aim point aim, aim, aim controller yeah aim controller right. that's that's why this extremely interests me 500 dollars scares me a little bit but that's like what i was gonna say yeah that's a lot but if this thing has <laughs> an adaptive trigger like the ps5 has so if i have a shotgun the trigger feels different than if i have an m16 if it mm -hmm. kicks hard enough into my shoulder that i'm actually kind of convinced it's a real gun yeah i would definitely go for this because even the psvr aim controller added so much to games it just didn't have strong haptics you know it vibrated and stuff but it didn't have a kick it didn't have a kick if this thing has a kick i'm in like that's all it has to have honestly <laughs> it better they, for um, the price of two quests mm -hmm. yeah they do have stuff like that um uh, uh i mean so like the 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 bar to, that's kind of been set for pc vr controllers that are like four guns is uh set by pro tube pro tube and they make a pretty sweet deal that like it's a it's some um like a carbon carbon fiber tube that the your like index controllers or whatever your controllers are they sit into and now they've got their upgraded stock that does what you're talking about where it's got some like vibrational haptic feedback in it to make it feel like you've got recoil it uses the base in your game to try and like simulate that it but it's still using like the built-in controllers replacing the controllers with something that's really like built for vr in the sense that it's got that like capacitive trigger stuff like that those those sorts of extra features that's very new my worry is that you're gonna have to have like a vibe tracker on your wrist though because like how mm -hmm. else are you gonna reach for a clip like it has a capacitive right. thing on the side it says so it's gonna know if your hand's there or not but it's not gonna know where your hand is if it's not there so there may need to be some more to this it may not just be as simple as just buy this gun it works you might have to get extra trackers mm -hmm. if it included those like i mean it, it would even have to include base stations though but if it if it were to include like the trackers at least expecting that you have some sort of space stations already that would also justify that price point to me and i would definitely be like heck yes i'm gonna finally switch to an index and do this because games would be so much cooler feeling this this level of realism right destiny would you be interested in this i mean you're you're probably the the most thrifty of us in terms of the uh the vr peripherals but i mean if this like worked seamlessly with with pavlov would would this be a pickup for you do you think I mean, it would have to be like nailed it. Like it would have to be on point, like seriously for that price point. Like I can't even imagine, like I was all in for it until you said that. 
Like that just that kind of blows my mind. I mean, what even two fifty. Yeah, even two fifty. What were you gonna what, say? What price would you just? At what price would you just immediately jump on it? I would even be willing to pay over like a hundred, even one hundred and fifty. Like I'd be willing to pay a pretty good price for it, but five hundred. I mean, that's half of an index. Like that's like. Yeah. that's very 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 like almost elitist level like it would have to be seriously <laughs> like mind-blowing and add so much immersion for that to be worth mm-hmm. it you know what i mean like i would have to see so many good reviews saying that it is worth half a grand right thomas do you have any interest in this i mean first of all i just i don't, I don't understand how we still are in- interested in those same shooters like how how much can we just shoot? <laughs> shoot mindlessly each other, then respawn, shoot again, get some points. How dare you? I loved those. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love them, but maybe maybe I just grew out of it. I just understand the whole concept of. Sh- I just got all the that I could out of shooting. I mean, of course, I could. I would love to go to some arcade, get some armor, play with some friends, actually get some feedback on the on the body. You know, like the the mm. innovative stuff, right? But. Just also having a gun would be pretty cool too, I guess, in those experiences. But I mean, playing at home, I would much rather not have a gun to hold. Like it's 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 nice to have a gun in your hands, but even better is not having it in your hands because you still after like a few minutes you'll still get tired from holding the gun, and you're gonna make the experience shorter. So what about just haptic hands that can, when you move your fingers, they're gonna move along the surface of the gun so you would feel as if you're holding the gun then you can make different kind of guns uh, because if, if you just have this, this have this feedback of, of gloves instead of the gun so i just think like it's just a gimmick i don't i don't think some mm-hmm. things tools for certain games i don't think those are sellers i think it's not what we should concentrate on i think the, the goal is the haptic gloves which are going to make, make every our life so much easier we will not need mm-hmm. any tools i think so I'm, I'm not too hyped about this, but for maybe esports, maybe it's going to be some Pavlov tournaments, right? And if you want to be really good at the game, then you have to have the gun and you need to like now for being Dota, LOL, whatever, League of Legends player, you need to have the gaming chair. You need to have like the the, the wide, uh, wide and, and, uh, and curved screen. You have some requirements to be able to be a pro gamer, right? 120 hertz like refresh rate, right? And so I think one of those requirements for VR esports could be have that gun until we figure out a better solution. Right. The, the new VR gaming chair. Yeah. So maybe like it's your like initial investment. If you want to really go pro on Pavlov, for example, you do the investment of 500 and then you go into the, the rank elite things and you be- become the best. <laughs> yeah. So Thomas is not your demographic um striker <laughs> vr <laughs> i think in, in europe we're not as, as 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 attached to the guns right i think mm-hmm. i hear a lot like from social media about america's like america's like guns and freedom right like that's the like, <laughs> right. shape thing right it's a southern thing <laughs> right so we're not that hyped about having guns right we do love our guns over in the states yeah yeah i figured as much <laughs> all right i'm gonna move us on to the next piece destiny you've got this one Okay, so we're going to go over some interesting facts and figures about the future of VR. So Tuesday, Facebook announced more than 60 games available for the Oculus Quest and Quest 2 made over 1 million since the start of 2020. This is still just a small fraction of the 130.6 billion. Is that right? Billion? Yeah. 
that what that B is supposed to be? Wow. Billion revenue generated by gaming (laughs) hardware and software makers in 2020. VR users Uh increased from 1% to 2% of the total users of Steam in 2020, a rate that outpaced Steam's total user growth last year. VR has the potential to appeal to not only gamers, but also to a wider audience through the capability to provide unique player experiences. VP, um, or so says the VP of Ubisoft's Red Storm Entertainment. So honestly, when I see some of those numbers, some of it's like mind-blowing, but then when I see the increase from 1% to 2% of Steam, of their total users in 2020, that's that seems kind of low to me compared to the rest of it. I mean, what do you think, Jay? Well, I think that's that's pretty big. So, I mean, essentially, that's that's not only double, double, but they said this outpaced Steam's just general growth because this is people like me. This is someone who's never played anything on Steam except VR, too. Like, oh, this is people okay. coming to it totally new, I think. Mm-hmm. At least a big portion of this probably is. So that's a big deal. And that's not even counting the fact that tons of people are on Quest and stuck on the Quest store. They're not playing Steam VR. This is still Steam VR getting this kind of growth, even when, honestly, a lot of people you would think would be pulling away from Steam VR to go switch to the Quest, too. So it's it's good that there's any growth, especially that it's double what it was. That's Although true. double one is two. Uh, Thomas, we have someone in chat saying that they love Rodent People Origins, just so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. Got somebody here hanging out. I think these are interesting figures. Obviously, the $60 million of software uh, and that's only these certain games that hit this mark. That's great to see. I'm just, I just wish that Facebook would be more forthright with their figures. Then yeah. I wish they would tell us number of headsets sold stuff. I know they don't want to tell us till it's like a good big number and impress us all, but like we need to see where stuff is happening as it's going. And I hate that they hide it so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, to to me, one million for sixty games. I'm actually so I'm, I've kind of got the reverse. Uh, uh, analysis that Destiny had one million dollars for all 60 games that they're talking about that's a very low number in the games industry a lot of the big games industries just the cost of production is easily over 40 million dollars so for these games to only make a million I sure hope they made a profit because if they put a usual amount of um uh, investment into their game development they did not make their money back on this um now a lot of the games on oculus quest are made by very small teams and they don't need that much money but still one million that's pretty low in the world of like big business well, a lot that, of that's were, very low a lot of these were also brought over so these were already developed games that have been brought over because i know like uh the developer of i expect you to die was talking about how thrilled they were how much it sold on quest and that meant they were going to keep making stuff in vr mm-hmm. just because of that so like right. some of them this may have been a better return investment where if someone made an exclusive game just for quest and it only made a million that might kind of suck <laughs> hopefully but a lot of the stuff on their store is other games that have been ported over so hopefully this is just extra money in the pocket of devs but yeah you're totally right it could be it could be chump change if this was a big game made just for quest yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um and talking about how evil uh, Facebook is and Oculus, I would like to rant a little bit about the process of submitting a game on Oculus. So, like, I cannot believe uh, it takes... Uh, this I, I kind of understand. It takes three weeks to get your app reviewed, and then you get the mm-hmm. you get the review back, and it tells you, like, 
what kind of things were missing so you can fix them for the next time, right? And it's every time you submit a new, it's like three-week process. But the problem is, is that when you, if, if you want, if you see that maybe you, you maybe talked in some Discord group with other developers and you see that you missed some point, right? You cannot cancel your submission. You need to wait three weeks until you get an answer saying this, this, this needs this and that. To, to continue, then you need to fix, and then again with three weeks. So now uh, my mm. Oculus Quest app is on the wait list, like on being reviewed, and I'm just waiting. I know that some things are uh, are not confirmed, but I just cannot cancel the submission. I have no idea why. Maybe maybe it's because uh, they want to prevent you from like submitting over and over. Oh, I forgot this thing. I forgot that thing. Yeah, and just keep on making yeah. submissions. But maybe why can they make it like uh, if you want to cancel, you can, but then you wait. You need to wait two days until you can submit again, right? Some sort of like system yeah. to, but it's like it's crazy that you cannot cancel your submission. So that's what I wanted to rant. But I mean, still, Oculus is still the best. So <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I have heard that. I've heard that like trying to submit a game, you have to jump through these crazy hoops. Like I can't even imagine the stipulations that they put on it, the whole process and approval. Nobody knows anything. And the worst thing I think of when they announced App Lab, I'm in this Oculus Star group that like private stuff for Oculus. Um, members were verified developers and so like in the announcements it said okay app lab is released now on february 3rd or whatever and it said there's going to be an ask me anything on february 24th or, or something so like 20 days us oculus developers need to wait 20 days uh, until we can hear anything from the oculus so i thought that was pretty crazy too wow mm-hmm. Um, and then to hit this uh, second bit of numbers, the jump from one to two percent—that is also actually a huge. I mean, that is two in a hundred people in the w- scheme of how many people are on Steam. That's a very significant amount of people. That's a ton of people coming on to VR. That's also still higher than the amount of people with just 4K monitors on Steam. That number is still hovering around 1.7 percent. So that VR has now two percent. That's really good. You know, VR or PC gamers are known for going after the best, newest stuff, and that they're still catching up on 4K equipment, and VR has gone ahead of that. That really means something. It it's not 50 percent. It's not some crazy like, oh, everybody's got a VR headset. We're not there yet. That is disappointing. But this is this is growth. It means it's continuing to grow for all the VR naysayers that thought this was gonna die for despite facebook pulling out of pc vr because they clearly think standalone is the way to go clearly business is still being made here and there are still people coming in so that's actually a super exciting uh uh bit of numbers there can it be that the that it's just because of the quarantine this growth like people cannot go outside so this is like the next best thing you stay at home you can have some oh, sort of virtual mm-hmm. social interaction and yes. after the quarantine ends yeah. maybe there'll be i think there's going to be some fatigue where everybody just is just leaving their technology all the social media and just going to have some physical actual time so i think that's, that that may result in quite a hit for popularity for virtual reality after quarantine ends mm-hmm. i think the the, the spike yeah. that comes yeah. now i think it's going to go down mm-hmm. as fast after the quarantine ends I don't want yeah. to be nice. I, I understand that now I look like I'm just uh, hating on everything, but I, I, I don't <laughs> no, mean to. No, that. No, I, no, I, I, I just really believe in VR. I just want it to go to the right turn, take the, like the right turn. Yeah, the, the, the numbers around quarantine were super interesting because you're right. Player growth was really big, especially for people that already had VR. They were picking it up again. Um, unfortunately, we didn't actually see the big jump in uh, in in 
the, the jump in interest in VR increased dramatically. If you look at trends for talk about VR, YouTube channels, generally interest or VR became a really big thing during the pandemic. But in terms of devices sold, it did not grow quite like we thought it would. And that is almost entirely due to production issues. The, yeah. the, the companies just could not keep up with production. And that's a shame because if they could have, absolutely, VR would have just blown up as, as an industry. But thanks to the pandemic, you know, you have people at home, but also the people building the things are at home. And it, it, it kind of like, it unfortunately balanced out at, by, at once things were all said and done. Um, and now we've, mm-hmm. um, and now we've got like, I, I believe we were talking about earlier, the, the quest two is like not flying off the shelves quite like pre- uh, previous headsets, like we thought they would. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully see uh, more exponential growth later, but right now it's been fairly linear growing, but fairly linear. All right, moving us on to our next news piece. Jay, you got this one. So it's still good news when PSVR is still getting more games as we're still learning mm-hmm. the future of it. Uh, they're getting another one. If you haven't heard of this game, Jupiter Grad, kind of spelled like Jupiter Grad, but Jupiter Grad. This is a crazy platformer. It's got you swinging through a space station with a plunger and a grappling hook. And as far as what it looks like, it kind of looks like you're Spider-Man but you're in the Borderlands world. Everything's all cell shaded. You've got plungers for hands. You shoot them onto the wall and then you physically pull. And by how much you physically pull, that's what's going to throw you through it. Uh, it's a short game. It comes in around two hours for a straight through session, but there's time attack challenges to keep you coming back and replay stuff as well. Uh, the PSVR version is coming. This has already been out on PC VR and quest. It's going to bring you the same wacky high flying fun. Uh, None of us here, I think, have played this yet, but hopefully this they'll, they'll work out a nice way for this to play on the PS Move controllers because it seems like it's uh, you don't need joysticks typically in this. All the movement is done by shooting and pulling your plungers. So this could be a perfect fit. The only difficulty, obviously, of course, will be turning. Uh, so yeah, it's not, it's not something that's going to interest most of us here since most of you don't have PSVRs, but I don't know. Looking at the game, it looked kind of fun, but it also looked like something if they don't do it right, it could get boring really quick. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to try and seek this game out, but if you're on PSVR and you're just hoping more new games come, at least we got something coming. You know, stuff is still coming out all year, which we're excited about. Mm-hmm. Have you seen footage for this game before? I have. I watched some, and it was, you know, it kind of looked like Windlands in Borderlands. Uh, yeah, to me. So I was, I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was um when I first heard of Grapple Tournament from here on the podcast, you and Adam were talking about it. I thought you guys were talking about this game back then <laughs> before I ended up uh, actually playing Windlands. Uh, and, or was it Windlands? Or, I forget. But anyway, I've been looking at this game for a while. I've been meaning to pick it up. I did not realize it was actually out already on PC. I was really bummed, though, to learn. I thought it would be a little more in-depth in the content and gameplay, but so far it seems to be kind of a... You you have these, like... You have this super interesting movement system where you've got these, like, plungers and you can, like, attack on Titan-style, like... Or, or Spider-Man-style. Um, like, whip your way around these environments, but then it puts you in these, like, super narrow tubes. <laughs> I'm like why why would you do that you have this perfect opportunity for something far more free and elevating and like a really cool experience like windlands really like they knew what they were doing with that 
why is why is this in such an exclusive? I I need to play the game. Maybe it, I'm totally wrong, but looking at just footage on a 2D screen, uh, it's it, it was a little disappointing. Have you have you guys seen this game, Destiny or Thomas? Mm-mm, never heard of it. I know about yeah. grappling hood mechanics. Like uh, I played some Attack on Titan, um, in from side quest. So I know a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but it, it just frustrated me to no end. I, I, I'm sure that the newest version, it said that it's like much, much better. But the one version I played, it was just so hard to to get kills. Like I just got so frustrated. I tried so hard. I, I knew like I'm, you know, I was, I'm, I am a big fan, a huge fan of Attack on Titan. So I, I knew like when I went into the, into the game, I thought like, yeah, I'm just going to kill all those titans. I know exactly how to operate those swords and everything yeah. about anime. And I was just like going and I just couldn't, couldn't even... Kill a single one. I think I killed one, but I was just so tired after that. I said, "Yeah, that that's my limit. I I would be dead in the Attack on Titan world." But but maybe the new version. I heard like it's the whole mechanics are much cleaner and like much much better to actually grab and kill stuff. Yeah, the grappling mechanics are a big hit or miss. I haven't watched much Attack on Titan, but correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't the people in the show like trained for years on how to how to fight these things? So, for, so to get in and try you to kill one right off the bat, you're probably not, not gonna probably not gonna do it that quick. Yeah, but I watched four seasons of, of them training. <laughs> well, that was kind of the for if you'd watch the show, you'd know they that was kind of the point was these guys trained for like a, a year or two. They were like all arrogant, like, yeah, we're ready to fight some titans, and then like ninety-five percent of them are just wiped out because turns out that moving titans is a very different thing than static titans. Um I so I, I didn't actually know that this was on SideQuest, so I went ahead and Googled this um uh, and pulled up a web page about it while you we were talking about it. And oh my gosh, I want to play this because this is clearly built off of the 2d flat screen attack on titan game which was like an un- totally unofficial game but it easily one of the best games to implement the movement system of what they call the 3d maneuver gear uh from the show and it's actually really fun also t- what you were talking about thomas this game is hard even on 2d on 2d you had to like you had to put some hours into this game to be remotely competent to be able to take down even just the simplest titan like it it could be it could be just standing still and you'd be flying past it just desperately trying to get close to its neck um so i'm actually excited when you say that it's hard because i'm like oh yeah that was what made the first one so great was that like once you got good at it and we're like whipping around and you, you would see other players who got really good at the game it it was a thrill like few others so I'm actually I, I God damn it, I want side quest on just regular PC VR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that might be a far fetched one, but we can mm-hmm. we can hope for you. Great. Oh, thank you. With our side quest. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And for our last news piece. So this this one leaves me with uh, a little more questions than than answers. So this is a article from Wired and they're saying Silicon Valley sees the creation of VR or virtual re- virtual worlds, excuse me, as the ultimate free market solution to a political problem. In a world of increasing wealth inequality, environmental disaster and political instability, why not sell everyone a device that whisks them away to a virtual world free of pain and suffering? <laughs> this is like 
such a dystopian statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, why that little bold part you're looking at there, I added that in when I was reading this. I was like, ready? Uh. Yeah. Is it basically ready player one? <laughs> but in the answer real life. is yes. You know, but it, there's it, you know, if when you live in a city, you especially can really get that feeling of like you're just one of the teeming millions you've only got your little space wouldn't it be cool to be in a virtual world where you've got all this unexplored space or well i mean probably explored someone built it but to you unexplored and untouched right but like this state like that that they like want to take advantage of this in such a like exploitive way the, the the wording of this is not either hopeful it's not like it's not consumer friendly this is like hey there's these problems in the world and people are going to rather than solving these problems with all this money we have let's take advantage of them again and put them in little matrix bubbles <laughs> <laughs> let's ignore let's ignore the problems and just whisk away to a better world in vr yeah they should make that's... a commercial uh, as a joke for this <laughs> i kind of uh-huh. want to i kind of want to do it do you have problems in your life well whisk away to vr and forget about your problems <laughs> make it happen crying crying kid in the same room and you're just in vr <laughs> yes <laughs> like i can't We've... hear you so this this for those unfamiliar this is a this this statement has been kind of repeated a couple of times we've got some of the heads at facebook having similar sentiments we've actually got some um creators uh i mean even gabe newell kind of like has said some stuff like not in the exploitive way but just as like a prediction of the future he's pointed this out We've got someone uh, who worked on the original Doom team. If you're familiar with, oh, let me grab his name. Uh, um, Doom co-creator and former CTO of Oculus, John Carmack. Um, it, it, you know, that there's a lot of people talking about this. Does that mean it's actually going to happen? I don't know. But there definitely is a possibility. Enough sci-fi films have shown us that there is the possibility. Truth. It's super weird. <laughs> Thomas, are you ready for all the 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 millions of people looking for an escape to join your metaverse? <laughs> if it's if it's on the on this on this dystopian condition, then I'm not too hyped about it. I know I <laughs> I, I, I I'm just looking at this as an extension of getting mm-hmm. getting more connections together, being able to access each other more easily. I'm. I don't want to forget about this world because we still have physical needs which are which cannot be um, taken over. Like you, you can't re- replicate them at least for now in, in VR. So at least right. while we need sleep, while we need sexual activity, while we need like different physical things, then I think uh, we still need to appreciate our physical lives, right? Like we can't just mm-hmm. be in in here all the time thinking the life is good and then take off the headset, being in the, in the real and. and not think about being in the real reality thinking like i'm just like in some pose in some pause from being in virtual so i think we shouldn't neglect our real lives because we're like we're still apes humans whatever right good point i'm glad you don't want people to to exclusively join your metaverse (laughs) because you know it's important to get outside it's important to see nature it's important to react to people in person we are in so many ways 
hardwired to like that need that right not just like want it we need that as as human beings with these fleshy bodies that we have they require you know vitamin social attention yeah, yeah, they require <laughs> vitamin D, so go outside. Not virtual vitamin D. <laughs> Not virtual D. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook announces its new headset with vitamin D emissions for long-term play. Virtual D. <laughs> oh my gosh. I heard virtual D, and I thought she was talking <laughs> yeah. about what Thomas was talking about over there, about our needs, and I was just, I was just, we were really getting off on something here. I knew I was, Jay was going to say All that. right, I'm going to move us on before we get too far into the weeds. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up our news, and we're going to hop into oh, the game section. We've got a couple games to talk about. However, the first one we're going to finally address um, whose question was that at the very top? Does anyone have that pulled up? It was Aqua uh, Rum. That's right. So he asked us what we thought of Gorilla Tag, which is a pretty fun looking game. Thomas, what is Gorilla Tag? You've played it, so tell us also what do you think about it? Right, so in Gorilla Tag, for now, it's super simplistic. You just kind of spawn in the same room as, as, as the other players. You're just a bunch of gorillas. Um, and and you have no your your body is stationed on the ground. So like your your base standing position is being in the middle of your torso uh, on the ground, right? And you're just yeah. moving by contacting your arms with the ground. So like you just can push off like a, a, any anything. So your, you just kind of just are kind of your legs. Yeah, yeah. So you're just pushing and pushing and just bouncing and whatever you can do with both hands. Like yeah. So just like gorillas. In the in in one space, and and you just kind of need to tag them. Like it, your skin, your gorilla skin changes. If you're tagged, it turns to lava skin. So you, you're becoming like the one who catches. And uh -huh. those colored gorillas are still alive. So the more there are tagged gorillas, the the more they bunch up, uh, team up against the alive gorillas. And once everyone is caught, the game ends and starts over again with one of the gorilla starting off as a as a tagger so it's really simplistic now it's just it feels more like a um a test of concept like yeah, everything's like it's not fluent my hands hurt uh, hurt after like 20 minutes of gameplay because it's, it's, it's physical activity you have to really you have to really work for it so um also 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 for the motion sickness it's for sure for the new players it's going to be a motion sick as as anything in vr but i think at this point we're kind of accepting on the fact that you kind of need to go through this period of uh, of adjusting because if you're going to use teleports teleport locomotion in games you're kind of not 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 in vr like you're not up to the par with the with the, with us going forward so you kind of you need to adjust by being able to walk with a thumbstick we need to jump so when, once your brain figures out this is not you're not tripping on mushrooms and you don't need to vomit it out right <laughs> that is just like your brain needs to understand that this is we're playing a game and this is how we move in the game right so when you overcome it it's simple so uh, so i think we, we got to this point where we accept that once we go through it we can go play any game so and the young people uh, the kids are so so much um, more likely to go through this period because they just enjoy it so much like it's something they've never seen before right and they just don't care if they get sick they just kind of want to play and hear each other and tag each other and uh, and after some time, they just think, "Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not sick anymore. I just forgot that I was was sick, right?" So they're more, I don't know, like more easygoing, accepting new information. 
So I think it's for for the younger generation, for the younger people. I think this is a great game, um, though, because of course they, they still have a lot of energy. They can move for hours uh, with with those hands, right? right. And just push, push each other. So for them, it's amazing. Just that the game is not like ready yet, right? It's you don't have any. You cannot select anything. You just kind of jump into the game while it's ongoing process. And it's just like a one one sandbox, one room where people are just testing out the mechanics. So it doesn't really feel like a game. There are no like angles, there are no like celebrations or whatever. So so it just feels like some mechanic concept. But for but I I, I would totally suggest you try because it's a new and fun locomotion way of moving around. So right. That's what I say. There is a parkour game coming out. I think there was a demo for it out recently that I missed and I was super bummed about. But it's the same concept where you're using your hands to like fly around this parkour world. And that looked really cool. This kind of reminds me a lot of that. But I'm, I'm bummed to hear that it's like too many VR games are basically test demos, like glorified test demos. Um, this sounds like it's kind of just another one of those. And I was, you know, I, I really wish we were out of that phase for vr but clearly we are not clearly we are still in the test demo phase for many games i think we are but i think it's kind of a good thing uh because what it means is that we haven't figured out everything it can do Mm -hmm. yet then and this is a this is another thing like that like had no one really thought about like well what what about a world where you just smack with your arms with your walls and that throws you i think i think that vr is so much more than what we're using it for so far kind of to thomas's point like Natalie, my wife, says all the time, okay, where's something that's not a shooter? There's it can do so much more than shooters. Shooters are fine. Shooters are great or games, but rhythm. let's see more. Yeah, let's see more. And so I'm kind of glad to see people are still doing weird things. And it's free. So I mean they're not charging for this. Uh yeah. but I, I'm excited because I feel like we have not come anywhere near the ceiling of what VR can do yet. And I don't want us to start like hammering out, oh, this is what we're gonna do. This is the games we're gonna make. Like I wanna see something more exciting before we start really getting getting I don't know, getting like a like a routine of games, if if that makes mm. sense to you. Like yeah, yeah. I wanna see something. I wanna see something exciting. More mm. experimental. Mm. We we well, like experimental on this podcast. <laughs> we, I guess. We, we do, <laughs> but like I want good games. I'm tired of test demos, Jay. I want yeah, I want I, all of it. You gotta want, start somewhere. I want good games like Half Life Alex, but I want We've weird things like this to see right. what can happen. <laughs> then you should the guys definitely tr- try and throw in people origins. <laughs> um I'm gonna move us on to the next game. Jay, you've been playing O Shape. I I don't even know what this is. I'm I'm in fact mm-hmm. I'm gonna look is it on steam or is it's it on everything but oh, have nice. you have you seen a game show where contestants have moving boards coming at them with a human size oh it's cut that out? game yes okay yes uh, I, I forget what that game's called but yeah the the like the tv competition show yeah so basically it's an exercise game you're listening to music and these walls are approaching you and in the wall you have someone standing there with their arms out to the sides or their arms crossed or they're ducking down with their head over to the side and these things are coming at you you have to contort your body into this shape before this thing hits you and there and i say there's a game show just like this where people have to do this or it knocks them into a thing of water uh that's basically O shape. That's really that's really it. There's difficulty levels from eat from practice to hard. There's uh, a few other different things to do. Some walls you punch through where they show you to punch, and some wall some things you just hit and grab these gems as you're going through. But it's basically just an exercise game like that. Add it to the list of ones you're going to use to work out 
Uh, it's fun. There's no motion sickness. You're standing in places. These boards come at you. It has a huge soundtrack of no music that I don't think anyone's ever heard of here, but it's all, all this different music. And it is fun. It's definitely nothing. It's nowhere near a pistol whip or a beat saber. But like, if you get this game, get it on sale, add it to your exercise collection. You'll probably play it sometimes and and use it when you do because it's kind of fun. But it's definitely, I mean, I'll give it like a six or a seven out of ten. It's it's really I only got it to play the exercise portion of it when I don't feel like playing those other games. And for that reason, I am enjoying it. It does get you sweaty. Uh chat from uh propopa pro pro po po <laughs> he reminds us uh the show was called hole in the wall that's yeah. what it was yeah so if you've that, seen that show it's that in vr that would be a better name for the game uh because mm-hmm. it really kind of feels just like you're playing that game show and it it's a good time i think on quest is the right way to play it though because you got the total wireless freedom you can take it out in your garage or a spare room somewhere where you have some space to move and just really mm-hmm. go for it and it's a good time i'm nat and i have been enjoying it right but how do you how so, do you think like there's a there's this weird market that no nobody expected of people who bought vr just to exercise and be fit right mm-hmm. so i think the unshaped mm-hmm. name just kind of makes them go to, to to see the game because like shape in shape means like being in shape like so on shape yeah. but it, but if the game is called hole in the wall i don't think like <laughs> it's as attracting as, as being in shape yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, no I, I think you're right i think o shape is the right name but i think everyone relates it to this weird show who if they've seen the show because it looks like that mm-hmm. like you think oh it'll be fun like the show but then you realize you're actually exercising when you're doing it <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So something I've always wondered about this game. I've seen people play it. You know, this game like shows you where to put your feet, but obviously you don't have to do that. You know, it can only track your head and your two hands, right? It can't even do your torso. Do you think the game loses something for that? Did you feel like no, it actually handles this pretty well, considering it doesn't know where the the rest of my limbs are? Um, it it actually does a really good job because the way it does it. It's also looking for how high your head is up. So mm-hmm. if it tells you to bow your legs out, yes, you could squat instead, but it's looking for your head to be the right height. So you don't think about mm-hmm. the fact that your legs aren't there. You make the shape the legs make because you need to be the height the head should be. So, yes, the, the character may have their legs spread in like a V shape and have their arms out like this. You do that automatically because you see that, even though it doesn't matter what you do with your legs, you just do it because you see, oh, my head needs to drop too, so I have to do this position. So it kind of tricks mm-hmm. you in that way. You, yes, you could get away with not being there, but the way it, it measures how how large your body can be in the beginning makes you kind of have to do the motion still. So Okay. Yeah. They did a, they did a pretty good job. It's, it's not an amazing experience, but it's, it does, it does everything it does pretty well, which is why I do enjoy what it does. Mm-hmm. Have uh, Thomas, have you played this game? Nope. Unfortunately, no. no. I, I mean, I should have played, I should have played, I think I, if not this one, then other kind of hole in the wall game, because there was a Lithuanian, my fellow countryman um, with his company, he made this kind of game. I'm not sure if it's exactly the on shape, but it was the hole in the wall type, and I promised him that I would play it, but I never, never, never. Aww. Oh, well, that, well, when we get to our next game, I'll I'll be able to relate with you on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the only thing I would add is the one thing that I didn't love about the game was that 
it has a multiplier in it, so you can kind of tell when you're doing good. But you never really knew, like, if you were being really successful or kind of successful until the song was over and you saw your score. Nah. Maybe maybe that comes more in time, just like with Beat Saber, you know. You don't usually realize that in the first beginning. But I definitely never felt like I knew if I was going to have an A or a B or a C. Like, mm. I never really knew if I was doing it well enough to get that. So mm-hmm. maybe make that a little more obvious. All right, for our last game... Jay, Thomas, you guys both played a game called Hybo. Uh, uh, Jay, this time, what is this game? Tell, tell, tell us about it. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. Uh, I was sent a code for this game and promised I would play it, and I actually haven't yet. What? So that's where that's where I said I was going to be able to relate to you on that one, Thomas, because you were like, I really should have played this. I really should have played this. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let Thomas take over on what Hybo is. Right. So Hybo is, um, is a kind of battle arena. It's called battle arena, right? Like those yep. uh, survival games. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of that. And it utilizes the best mechanic that we all agree VR has is the shooting arrows, arrows. Because like from the from the beginning of time in, in games, there were melee characters, ranged, and magic. And ranged were like the the underdogs of the bunch because it didn't feel right. Like magic feels like still kind of magical when you shoot the blasts, right? And arrows is just like you're just shoot, shooting from the range and you don't really feel like it. You're just kind of standing there. And VR really utilizes this this thing makes the ranged character the main one because for melee in VR it's kind of boring you just kind of slash your way through and the game makes it easy for you not to die and hit enemies and mm-hmm. and and for range I think this is the the way to go with with, with range because you can have you can actually develop some sort of skill you can just uh, be proficient accurate arrow shooter then you take your new friends to play alongside you and you're actually really cool at arrow shooting and you you're like you can really impress somebody so I think Hybo is, a, is, is an amazing example of uh, arrow mechanics done right. Um, so it's mm-hmm. like 10 players playing in the same field. And like they, they land like in a battle arena kind of way. You choose your way to land. You land in that place. And then uh, there's like different types of arrows that you kind of pick along the way. There are also health potions like classic. You just basically loot around until you find some player. You either kill or die. And then just it goes until there's one. So it's the co- concept of battle arena, which I'm not sure I'm the biggest fan because like I played some Fortnite, I played some other battle arena games, and I just hated not winning at all. Like I was one of the hundred, right? I'm just I know understand if I want to at least beat this game once, I need to sink a lot of hours into that. And I just I just couldn't do it. And it was like I was never gonna win this game. And I so just I just don't go into it. So but for, for Hybo, um at first I thought really good really good because I I always won. I just went in there, I was my it was my first level, I was just Knock, knock down every everyone and I was just like the coolest guy until I understood that I always played with bots because there, there are no players in high ball. Like it's rare to see some real players match up because once you go into the game, you see people is adding up, but they just add up second by second, like in a motion of like adding bots and they have some random names. And I just figured I just play, I'm just playing against against bots. So that's like the the negative thing of, of the high is that there are just lots of bots which are really stupid and they just cannot compete. Like the mechanics are too um, too precise. Like you need to do a lot of stuff in in the battle, so bots I think cannot just compete. And I really, the, I think the best thing about Hybo is the locomotion that you can kind of shoot an arrow uh, into direction. It's like teleporting, but by shooting arrow, setting your direction, and then just flying together with arrow. And once you're in the the sky, you can 
again shoot another arrow and just you just kind of can just roam around the sky uh -huh. if you have enough arrows arrows who, who do the teleportation like the, the locomotion and you can also you can jump from the ground and in the sky you can shoot with your normal arrows you can shoot enemies you can also fly to them switch to the melee sword and just kill him like that just slash him through mm -hmm. so i really love the the locomotion of just it also has has dash so you can just move around and dash but the best thing about it is the locomotion with the arrow so i really like this game yeah. just that the lack of players kind of kills kills the yeah. that's unfortunate do you do you have any like when you played this did you find other players did you was it empty yeah, if, when if you go if you go to like this kind of arena where just people just match up and just fight uh, like one on one and just kind of when die they just immediately respawn. There are some people there who are actually are uh, people, right? And so I, sometimes I just go there, find people who match up with, and we can go to battle arena as a duo because you can play not in a single but duo. But still, like it feels like it's mostly bots you're playing against. You may find when you're playing the, with ten players. I might be with some some my teammate, and there could be another team with teammate, but and the rest will be bots. So like out of ten players, mm -hmm. six would, would be bots. So that's my experience with that. But the game is really worth attention, and I I, I think it should get more people people playing as it grows more. Mm -hmm. I, I'm so disappointed that they don't have this on PC. Like it seems like a very well fleshed out game. They could easily release this officially on Steam from the looks of things. Why is it not on Steam? It's not even like it's an official quest game. You know, Oculus didn't pay them to exclusively be there. They're, they're totally shooting themselves in the foot here. Right, but open now for the if if the game is made with Unity, which I think it is, it's 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 really hard now to to set up both Oculus and Open VR and with Valve. Like they made it like really difficult. They want to people to go to their use their SDK and just. So the people now right now have to choose, but as I know, uh, in like a few months' time, they're gonna integrate it into Unity and make it easier. So I think then most of the oh, games nice. will be ported because now it's just, the process is just tedious and hacky. People do it, but they're not proud of. Uh, they, they will want they will want to change it once the SDK is out. So it's like a hacky way of going now with both platforms supported. Yeah, this game looks very good. It actually looks surprisingly polished. Um, I've definitely seen they they I think they put up some posts in Reddit that got some traction, and I I looked at that footage and it was like that that looks pretty fun. Yeah, like, and you, you actually looks... you actually become much better as you, as you go, and you actually yeah. I actually feel like assassin just going through and understand which arrow I need to shoot. The yeah, it's just like really reward, rewarding. Mm -hmm. And it definitely takes advantage of the. The, the the vr controls you know what, what you talked about with you know when you're playing a game a shooter game you know you're pretending to hold hold a gun when in fact you've got nothing and you're you you don't have three points of contract you don't have a actual gun right and it's it's very obvious you're, you're you can move your hands however you want same with a sword if you're trying like a two-handed sword just barely works in vr and even melee and melee weapons you know when you slice through someone you you don't have you don't have weight behind it you don't have any of the the feeling of actually using a melee weapon unless it's like maybe a lightsaber yeah right so archery just works the best for now mm -hmm. yeah that's a really excellent point of course i'm sure an actual person who or not an actual person a person who is actually a uh, a 
whatever the term is for someone who does archery. Um, archer. <laughs> the actual <laughs> archer. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say it, but I was like, I'm just going to wait. He'll, he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you led me on too long. Um, <laughs> an actual archer, I'm sure, would have some complaints. But for just like a fun, easy game, this looks so fun. I could easily see excuse me easily see this being successful it's a shame it's not all right with that i'm going to wrap up our games section and move us on to the opinion section but first we have to tell you about something jake let them know what 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 should they know about there is an amazing company called asterian products and they make mm-hmm. some amazing vr stands all of us here own them, well, except Thomas, because he's new to us. But all of us here own one, two, or more. And it's beautiful. It's RGB. It's this nice see-through acrylic. And it lights up all different kinds of colors. For whatever mood you're in, you can put whatever color on you want. This thing looks gorgeous no matter what setting it's in because it's it just looks minimalist. It looks nice. If you're watching the live stream, you see a way too big representation here of what it looks like. Uh, AsterianProducts.com. Go check them out. Tell them where you came from by using our code Full Dive as one word. They're going to get five dollars off any order nineteen ninety nine or more. The stand itself is only twenty nine ninety nine, so you're going to get it for twenty five dollars if you use our code, which is a great deal for the stand. And it's got a USB port on the side to charge whatever in the world you want to charge. Love it. Mm-hmm. Cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> for our opinion section, we are talking today about what will the future look like with VR, how does esports change, and does cryptocurrency and MMOs become real and profitable? Could someone actually work full-time in a VR world and make real money? Now, I don't really understand much of this. <laughs> There's a lot of layers here, but Thomas, as our guest, kind of kind of has some ins to the to the future of these kinds of things so mm-hmm. so maybe maybe thomas should just take us through tell us tell us what your vision of the future of vr is as it pertains to everything we've gone over here what what do you think right so I'm, i think that vr is going to solve a huge issue of jobs getting automized uh, automatiz- automatiz- automatized mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't right. know right so um and people are going to uh, be sitting at homes they will not have any any job to do right so i think with vr we could just create different metaverses different kind of worlds and just create jobs out of thin air uh, for for example what i'm thinking this is going to be tied up with the esports section that i uh, i would like to talk about too is that uh, for example a pokemon master it's 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 an imaginary uh, w- way of working right Right. But but with VR, I think it can actually become a possibility as uh, there would be like huge Pokemon world, right? There are some mm-hmm. machine learning Pokemon roaming around. They have like their habitats. They have their own like some sort of set of rules. They make it like harder for you to find. Like it's just like a machine learning pet, right? And so mm-hmm. once you can catch one, uh, then you can, I don't know, you can teach him some tricks. For example, hey, then do tackle, right? He does maybe some sort of tackle. You say, oh, good, good, good job. You give him some little treat to that Pokemon. And then he understands, right, when this guy says with his voice tackle, I need to do do this, some sort of this scratching motion, right? And so you could, like, become some sort of person who is into training Pokemon, tra- training the moves. Maybe uh, some advanced moves will need you to do some, like, motion because you don't understand how to make a plasma beam or whatever kind of attack. So you need to, like, really show them. And, and for example, this kind of kicks off. People are really into Pokemon franchise. 
everyone wants to see Pokemon Masters fight. So they assemble into like this kind of esport event. If you buy exclusive tickets, you get a front seat. Like you're just kind of, it's like an, I'm in the sofa, but I'm just constrained. I can't move, right? Mm-hmm. People are just all over, all over the stadium cheering and whatever and fighting or two two guys like sponsored by navi or whatever like you have some tags uh of, of their costumes um, companies are paying them for them to show off that they're with this brand right they just call out their pokemon shout evade shout flamethrower whatever and they just actually become pokemon trainers they live from teaching pokemon and getting money from advertisements from from whatever else right so um, I'm not. I'm not saying that everyone, everybody will have jobs because, with, as in, as as in VR, right? We don't need an operator. We just set the camera at floating, right? And we just eliminate this job. But we don't have need for as many jobs as we need in real, real, real life. But I still think we can make some jobs happen out of thin air. So maybe you can be like in a Pokemon event, you can be a curator, like saying, "Yeah, if you have this ticket, go to this side. If you have that, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. right?" So we can, we may be able to make some jobs out of this. So I th- yeah, yeah. So that's that's my future. I'm thinking like we're gonna be in VR and and think the virtual virtual jobs are actually gonna be the real jobs that we consider being real. So and also talking about like the, I think that cryptocurrency is gonna enable us for actually making money with it. As uh, for another example, I would like to use RuneScape as it's my like favorite MMO of all life. So, uh, for example, to make uh, to, to have this kind of cryptocurrency, like there's there's already kind of GP gold uh, world, right? You just kind of how do you say? Go to Grand Exchange. You can trade up, trade your stuff, get some money. You can actually become a money lord, have all the best items. Then you can go to some. Then you can go to some. I don't know website and exchange it from for dollars with a middleman. Like you just send your gold. They have some trusted whatever, and you get you get your gold. But in in a, in a scenario of these gold coins actually becoming some blockchain currency, uh, you maybe you maybe like in the terms of conditions before you play the game, it's gonna tell you. You need to agree that while you play, we're going to use 80% of your CPU, of your GPU for mining the the cryptocurrency. So you're not going to be able to do anything else while playing this game because we're going to use everything just so it's going to, it's going to pay us. You're going to, there's going to be free models of payment. There's going to be no no premium. You're, You're paying by your electricity. You're paying by your processing power. And so then you can maybe go cut some trees, right? And every tree you cut, you can go sell it to the local shop for some 0.001 of the token, right? So it's gonna and it's gonna be worth as more if more people play the game. If, if more, there's more, more volatility, more mm-hmm. people exchanging the currency. And so in that case, those maybe who who just go in cut the trees are not gonna be profitable, right? They're gonna think like, oh, I just earned some some cents while cutting the trees, but they're gonna use it up more with their electricity, so they're not gonna go in profit. Mm-hmm. But if you are like a salesman, you go into grand exchanges and flip those items, and you know what's going, what's not. You can you can actually make a proper living out of it. You can and after making some money with some cryptocurrency, you can go and use a credit card to buy some milk and eggs or whatever. So there's no middleman. So I think I'm thinking mm-hmm. and, and with that too, I would like to say that it's gonna be so easy to, to, to change your job. If you're tired of being Harry Potter wizard, right? You can just uh, while you're still making money being Harry Potter wizard, you can go play some other game until you understand how to make money there, and then you can just switch. Mm-hmm. There's no contracts, there, there's no nothing, you just choose. Which place to hustle in? Right, <laughs> right. It, it's a really, it's it's a really interesting thing you're talking about. It's you know the idea of digital, 
you know that 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 you're working for things that are not tangible, right? The moment you take away a screen, these things disappear, right? You, they they're not quote real. They're not they're not made out of anything more than data on a computer. But these you know this concept of working on digital items this is a very real thing. I do it all the time. I'm a digital media producer. It's not VR. It's most of it is translated into real world. Well, not most of it, but a lot of it is translated into real world items. But it's it's similar. I am working on digital items. I'm using digital tools to create digital projects. And I, I can totally say what you're talking about. A lot of this will translate. If someone holds a VR esports event and VR totally gets big, then yeah, people will have jobs. You will need someone at the front gate unless you like set up an AI there, which you can do. Um, <laughs> it'll be the day when all the jobs in VR are taken over by automated processes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, abs- like y- I can totally see what you're talking about. Um, I would like to also add one that you said said about AI helpers or whatever. So, like one of the examples I would I would like to say that AI that are with machine learning uh, powered by machine learning I think I think those are going to be like the best AIs. For example, you just roam around the world of RuneScape. You're looking for Varrock, like this um, mm-hmm. city called Varrock. You don't know where it is. You go ask a ask a farmer, nearby farmer, and say, "Hey, you come to him with your VR self. Hey, do you know where Varrock is?" And he said, "No, I'm sorry. I'm just but a humble farmer. I don't know where nothing is, right? I'm just uh, I just don't know nothing, right? I was just programmed to farm the lands. Okay, so you leave him be. Then you eventually find Varrock. You come to him like 20 minutes later and say, "Hey, if if you're still wondering if you wanted to know, Varrock is this side. You show him like maybe the side, maybe you tell him where it is, and he understands like this side. So, for example, another person comes and say, "Hey, old man, you know where Varrock is?" said of course i know it's this side i'm not sure where exactly but it's this side so you can actually teach uh, ai to become part of the game like people are just deciding what kind of paths those ai bots are going to take maybe introduce new behaviors maybe take them on on an adventure right i i think (laughs) the concepts what's funny is i'm thinking about when i was talking to thomas uh about coming on the podcast he said he's a visionary and a dreamer and i totally see it right now but one thing i've one thing i've always said is that you know there's so many video games out there where you can spend all your money playing the game but the game that's going to change the world is the one where you can make all your money playing the game and and there's games where you sell a high level character you do but but there's nothing built into a game yet where you're making real world goods and if we get Eva to that mine. point well <laughs> yeah but if we, <laughs> if we get to that point where people are like making their incomes doing it i think youtube has been kind of a start to where people are seeing there's a path but there's not mm-hmm. a path of just playing the game and if that happens like it's going to change the whole landscape of the world i mean we we will we'll need automation because people are gonna be quitting their jobs left and right to play a game. <laughs> you know, I said Eve online uh, just like offhand because it was relevant, but now I'm actually uh, gears are turning. Eve online is actually a perfect example of what we're talking about. Eve online is a very unique game in that the in-game currency, I, if I'm correct, translates to real life currency. You can buy it, and you can buy people to get you more. And it, like it, it very much translates in a very unique way that you don't see in I think any other game. So there's like there's some you know if if this sounds for people that are really interested in this totally outlandish, you can find parts of these sort of philosophies, these looks into the future. There are examples of these in real life right now in small sections throughout 
just general day-to-day stuff you know that this this isn't totally like heretical ideas right these are real things they're they're here and they're they're happening now they're just not widespread they're not as involved as we're envisioning right so for example with the rise i wanted that with with the rise of nfts did you did you did you know about that uh nfts Mm. non-fungible tokens you know about those right Mm -mm. Uh, let's say the name again yeah yeah Mm -mm. I mean, vaguely. Yeah, right. But but now, like, it's a, like such a huge boom in in Twitter. Like, everybody's now talking about NFTs. They're going mainstream, and you, and I think that that really is gonna like bring bring some new fresh energy into making uh, games cryptalized. Because now, like, there's some even a, I'm telling you, like, there's some people who got a lot of money from from the rise raising rising stock of Bitcoin and other 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 crypto art, and they're just kind of tweeting, "Hey, give a give." Show me what you got. I'm gonna buy whatever. I have some money mm-hmm. to spend. So now it's just like everybody's in spending craze of acquiring the earliest uh, crypto art because right. like when it booms, they will be the ones who profit the most because those guys who they bought buy from now are gonna like be the OGs, right? <laughs> just like the old cryptocurrency. Destiny, what were you going to say earlier? Um, just kind of back what you were talking about earlier with the whole job thing, what comes to mind, two really cool jobs. Okay, so in big screen, when they came out with the whole like ticket booth thing, and then like the person like when you're going in, they're like waiting there, like it looks like they're going to take your ticket. But it's actually a fake person. But the first time I ever saw that it was an old update, like me and somebody else literally were like trying to figure out if this person was real or like what was going on. But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely AI. But that would be awesome. Like that would be the perfect like real job or like if like in a mall like you know setting or something like if you go into a department store and they actually have somebody that's able to like work you know and like help Mm -hmm. you out and stuff and that'd be pretty crazy like that's awesome anyways back to what you're saying i think the ai is gonna be like if you cannot afford the real human like for example now with web websites if you cannot afford a person making website for you you make the wix one and everybody sees that your Mm -hmm. website is made with wix right and so for like for the for the brands who want to advertise themselves in VR, I think like the, the like I don't know perfumes and whatever like the high class things, yeah. those are gonna have real people explaining things, right? And and for the for those who cannot afford a real person being uh, at the stand all the time, you're gonna use an AI to explain. Hey, can you tell me about mm-hmm. this? Of course, yeah. To to do this, you need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good product. Right. Man, there's some crazy ideas. That's you you really brought up cool. also an interesting point earlier, Thomas, about how, you know, the, the a cool part about everything being digital is a lot of stuff is accessible in a way that, you know, is hard to get in real life. In real life, when you need to create a new business, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a tattoo parlor, parlor or whatever the case may be, you first have to buy a ton of equipment. You need to do – I mean, there's like a ton of stuff that goes into Major it, right? Uh, yeah. every Every new job you take requires – either intellectual um asset creating your own intellectual asset by learning whatever you need to do or tools that often are you know pricey to get into a job and digital kind of creates an interesting thing where you have both a lot of really free because you now have open source tools right that's a really big thing in digital workplaces and then you've also got this sort of you know i mean there are plenty of examples of tools in a digital workspace 
that aren't free, right? I, I encounter them all the time. There are tons of plugins for After Effects and Photoshop and Illustrator, whatever the case may be, that I would love to use, but each one of them costs like hundreds of dollars sometimes. And unless I pirate them, which I can do, but I won't. <laughs> well, sometimes. Um, <laughs> these, you know, like it's, it is still possible to paywall things that are not real which is kind of like interesting when you think about it like totally out there but we do again we see this in real life right now um so it's it's super cool to like pull from these real world things and project into the future what are we seeing thomas is working a lot of this before we go thomas that, what do you think, because you're creating a metaverse right now, right? I imagine a lot of this applies to what you're helping found and create. How do you picture this building into your your metaverse? I'm not, I'm not sure. Can, can you be a little more, more specific with that? Sure. Do you, do you find, do you, do you think you'll be getting VR, like do you, when you're creating your VR metaverse, um, the, the Zen Republic, um, do you think are you are you planning to have elements of these things whether it's elements of cryptocurrency whether it's elements of like vr jobs are these things you guys are thinking about as you are creating this world um right so i'm i'm always thinking about it i'm always thinking like all so many years ahead of what i want to do um but for now, I'm just kind of focusing on uh, on launching the first game on launch on launching the first batch of crypto art and just creating creating the lore. And after that, of course, I have lots of things planned. I want to make my, I'm planning uh, on making my games multiplayer. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm gonna have like this united uh, one app like Rec Room where you can just go and play different games. I'm, I'm thinking of just be having separate games and maybe some sort of app that you can be social with your other Zen, Zen Republic people, like some I don't know, museum or whatever kind of space to just be there right. together. Yeah, but but I'm also like planning on having some competitions, tournaments in my multiplayer games. I could be like the host, the master, master lord who just kicks players, puts them in some like spaces, just like the host, the game master, right? And I just would, would host tournaments, uh, give, give people prizes. So, and of course, maybe um, I will maybe eventually have some other person who could be able to take my place in being a game master, and that would be like making a job a game master, mm, right? I see, so I see. I'm I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking of this. And for the crypto, um, my 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 game Rodent People Origins is about uh, four rodents who just found themselves somehow in prison. They don't know really what's going on. They just know they're in prison, and their routine is starting to get boring. They can they can sustain themselves. They can um, play some dumb dumb mini game to earn money. They can buy some cheese and sustain themselves. Buy food and water. Right. right? So right. they're just in this prison cell that doesn't feel like prison cell. It's like a uh, how do you call it? A dorm. Like it more feels more like a dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So and those and those rodents are like four characters of my Zen Republic who are eventually gonna go into like their own planet and become like the founders of the planet. So <laughs> these characters, I, I want to make them like uh, 3D crypto collectibles. Maybe there can be like 100 quantity of one rodent, right? You can just there's you can set some certain amount of how many of them people can buy. And then they just kind of can tie to their Zen Republic credentials. Maybe they go into the game in the social game. They have like this kind of Ben 10 watch or whatever, if you know, 
you kind of select your own skin from those that you have and you can just kind of press it and become that role. That's right? an interesting and, idea. Yeah, so you can become the one character of the center public. So I have like Pokemon, there's going to be like different characters, humanoid characters, mm-hmm. which you can put the skin on. So I'm thinking of that too. Like mm-hmm. uh, merging the crypto art with the... Uh, with, um, with the VR, and of, right, I would right, also right. really like to tell you about the the most ambitious uh, crypto art project of mine. I think nobody else has done it before. I think this is a completely unique unique thing. So I built this. I call it ZenCam. Is it's it's a camera. I, I, I sculpted it with Adobe Medium. It's like a virtual camera. It's like Polaroid camera, um, and it I can see the screen when I'm in the game. I I can see the screen the screen of what I'm going to picture. Right. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, and so when I take the picture, um, like it, it lags a little bit because of how, <laughs> the creature part. The, yeah, and no, I mean, I, I'm, I think this is gonna stay because of the things that happen while the when person is clicking the button. But it's it's gonna be only me who's doing it, so it's no problem. So so basically, when you when you click the button, uh, you, the Polaroid picture just kind of comes out. It's it's marked by Zen oh. shot. This this thing is called a Zen shot. It's like all glistening and holographic from the back and from the border, right? <laughs> and inside there's a picture of some sort of the thing that I picture, right? So for example, right. I'm thinking these Zen shots could be like crypto uh, crypto um, photographs of uh, Zen Republic lore. So for example, I can have like a set of pictures, like 10 pictures of rodents having fun in the prison cell, right? So like uh-huh. explaining their story through Zen shots. And the best thing about it is, I think I already implemented it, it's, um, is that... Um, when you make a make a shot, I have this kind of in the background. There runs um, some sort of random, uh, random number generator or, or whatever, and you can have like different effects on your camera. For example, when I make a shot, it can come out like fifty percent as a normal shot, twenty percent, and can come off like some sort of holographic effect too. Maybe it can stutter, maybe maybe it can glitch. So like different nice. effects depending on the rarity, and maybe I can make a timer so that when I take a shot so that I won't be duplicating and creating the fake value. I can maybe have mm-hmm. like 24-hour timer before I can take another shot. So I have set my own mm-hmm. rules, and I'm just making those shots. And the value is because of the story that I'm making them virtually. And so when the lag happens, what happens is not only I see it as a game object that appeared, it automatically makes the 3D model of that. So I have no other things. I have no like other adjustments. I just kind of press the button, and it comes out as a 3D model in my project. Nice. So, Thomas, wow. I'm going to have to stop you there just due to the time. So, I'm already done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super. I mean, like, the, the cameras in a virtual space are such an interesting concept because you're not limited to real-world physics. I, I would have a whole discussion stop, t- topic on that, but that's just as a camera nerd. But um, for uh, for we got to wrap up the podcast, though. So, I mean, you're talking about some really interesting stuff. I, I have here just in the YouTube chat, we got a lot of people interested in this sort of thing. If they want to learn more, if they want to get touch with you, if they want to check out the Zen cast, the 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 Zen Republic, excuse me, um, if they want to see your awesome camera, <laughs> where can they do these things? How can they find you? How can they get get involved? Right. So the the fastest way uh, to reach Zen Republic is by going uh, www.zenrepublic.space, mm-hmm. uh, and there from there you can you can enroll into free beta. Uh, I have. 100 limited uh, amount of people who can enroll into free beta and now right now we're sitting at about 60 um and so so like the the the, the free betas are rolling out out, out fast uh, you can also mm-hmm. get the game on itch like pre-sale support me by buying it on 50 50 off until the release um 
and also you can find the links to the Discord server. I'm mostly active on my Discord. I'm trying to get the community going to talk about them. We're talking about VR games. Uh, people are testing my game um, and all the other experimental games I'm making. And we're also talking about crypto art and stuff. So that's the place to reach me, to talk about me, uh, to talk with me about VR stuff, not about me. We can also talk about me. But, um, <laughs> and also, yeah. yeah and, um, so the, the main place to be is Zen Republic, that space from where you, you should be able to go elsewhere, Twitter, Instagram, nice, nice. and whatever. Great. And we'll have links to all this stuff down in the YouTube description as well as the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Thomas. Lovely having you. Super interesting ideas you bring into the table. Gives us a lot to think about. Thank you for joining us, audience. If you're not already part of our Discord community, if you like the Q&A questions and are like, hey, I want to get my question in there, consider joining our Discord community. It is, of course, in the show notes. And, oh, I caught it. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> you threw a cup at me for those uh, listening to the podcast. um uh, on that note check out the youtube channel if you guys are listening in vice versa if you're on the youtube channel and you're like hey i want to listen to this stuff in the car doing dishes probably not vacuuming because you won't be able to hear it but you get the idea consider checking out us out on literally every podcast platform if we are not on your favorite podcast platform let me know again join the discord that's where you can let me know and with that Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We're going into after hours now for the live stream, but for everyone else that's listening, thank you for joining us. We will see you next episode on episode 41. Woo. Getting up there. See you. Bye, everybody. Bye.